And on this beautiful August 4th, 2020, we are off. Matt. Beat me up there, Andrew. Yep. It is season. It's season dose. It is season dose. And it is episode. Episode, is it 15? One more up. One more up. Oh, 16. 16. Oh, it's sweet, sweet 16. Sweet 16. It's our ah! quinceanera <laughs> plus one. Our plus one. Yep. Um, and yeah. sports are back. Sports are back. Sports I'm are back. I'm currently watching a ball go in a basketball hoop. And there's Meek Mill on my TV screen for that, whatever reason. That, um, that's what we live for. Just watching balls go across courts and in hoops and balls go yeah. into things. Yeah. That's really all we live So today's show, number 16, our sweet 16, our Jacoby Myers dedicated episode if we can even dedicate, yes. can we dedicate an episode to him just yet? I mean, he did our Ryan Leaf episode, sure, yes. or Ryan or our our Peyton Manning at Tennessee episode, whichever you prefer. And absolutely honored. Oh, Joe is here, and and I we enabled the waiting room just for today, just for today, because he made us wait. We'll make him wait a little bit, but for today, okay. we're talking about sports. Sports are back. So on the agenda today, we have. A lot of Pats players opted out. Devin McCourty that just makes me so happy. Devin McCourty's upset. We had Brady's birthday on August third, which was yesterday. Felicia and then Leonios. Jamal Adams blockbuster trade. All that and more on this episode of Grievances Filed. And we have a special guest. Find out to hear who it is. For this episode, we have recurring guest Joe Spinoza, who we are admitting into the waiting room right now. He should be joining this call any moment. And he is in. He <laughs> is loading. I am stalling. Joe looks like he's connecting right now. And Joe, we just want to say that we have we're, we're live in our intro. We're introducing you. Joe's on his couch. He has a nice moon picture in the background. Definitely doesn't have anything on the TV right now. <laughs> he definitely wasn't late because he was watching the Celtics worry. game. But Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Hey, guys. I'm trying to connect these AirPods. I know last time we had these issues with the Hey, guys. Bros. Well, you sound great. I do. Absolutely. And now he's on mute. He's on mute now, and he's showing us his Brady jersey. I like it. You can tell I'm an OG fan. Yep. This. The Reebok. I, I also had one of those with the holes I in it. I made mine into a cutout. I made mine into like like a, a sleeveless cutout because it was like a kid's large. Did you crop top it? No, but I should. You should. You should. It's not too late to do it. But <laughs> it's, a, it's an away jersey too. It looks pretty dope. It's a good. It's a perfect beach shirt. <laughs> it's on my Instagram there. I got to pub the Instagram. Yeah. Instagram, we got called out one time too about our 
our lack of uh, um, social or healthcare uh, awareness. Isn't that right there, Andrew? Yeah, we we were just, ridiculed a little bit for um, for our, our lack thereof, but we have made up for it in all respects because, Matt, today, why don't you say what you've done for the cause? Um, I, I What I've done is I've heard, gotten news from our boots on the ground, our source on the ground who had uh, coronavirus and our source was gracious enough to donate his or her uh, blood to the world. Um, a plasma? O positive. And, You're uh, O positive? Yeah. What? What What type of blood do you say you are? Oh, I'm, I don't know what type I am, but my, uh, the source is O positive. Mm. Um, they, they had plenties of, plenty of <laughs> apple juice, but there's no, uh, there's no cookie. Unfortunately, Damn. but yes, for I, health um, reasons, I've heard that the the world is a better place now, slightly safer. Hopefully, it goes over to Beirut. <laughs> so we were officially we're in the great game now, right? We've we've done our part. Um, you've donated or Go donate some blood. The blood has been donated enough for all three of us, really. I mean, I, I think multiple gallons might have dra- been drained out uh, from what I've heard, looking at those bandages right there, but. Uh, Matt, we thank you for your your valiant efforts in this in this cause, and we'll be ever we'll forever be in debt to you. Yes, we have to forever fight for our right to party. But yep, um, we we will. And and Joe, it only took me about two minutes to realize why you were joining the Zoom call a little bit late, and I said the Celtics are playing. Let me check. I'm like, it's either the almost the end of the first quarter or almost the end of the first half. It was almost the end of the first quarter. It looks like the Celtics are down as we speak. No, don't tell me. Don't tell. I'm, I'm on a delay. I'm on a delay. Oh, shoot. So I don't, well, they're down I'm by at the beginning. Don't, they're don't say. Seven. Don't. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you not to. <laughs> and Tyler here, uh, it's five to two where I'm watching right now. I had it on pause. I, I, like to, I like to put the game like on a half hour to an hour delay so I can skip the commercials. Um, the game is still five to two, so you haven't you haven't missed anything. Actually, no, no the scoring score is right happened. now is uh, <laughs> Matt could uh, Matt... thirty one. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, thanks. <laughs> Matt... uh, Kelly Olenek is about to kill us. Uh, but but oh, Matt no. Matt's a little cruel. That was a cruel thing to do, but it was also cruel. Well, some could say, but it was it was also right for eight Patriot players to be opting out of the season. Uh, that full list has now been added to recently with Matt Lacoste. So that would make it two years in a row that Matt Lacoste is basically not really playing for the New England Patriots. Yes. But the rest of the I am, list. Uh, pumped and jacked for that. Yep. The rest I'll of the, tell you where I'm at right now. Uh, so I'm obviously rooting for my Celtics. To at least make the finals. That, that I don't expect us to win, but make the finals. In terms of my other two New England sports teams, I have two rooting interests. For the Boston Red Sox to have to break the season record for the highest starters ERA, and for the New England Patriots to get the number one pick. Wow. Well, you, you, so what would the Patriots have to go in order to get the number one pick? Two and fourteen or worse, and you could picture a Bill Belichick team. I, as much as I want the Patriots to do poorly this year, I I still don't picture them going two and fourteen. But just to complete that list for all our viewers out there, the opt outs include Dante Hightower, Matt Lacoste, Danny Vitale, Vital, Patrick Chung, Brandon Bolden, Marcus Cannon, uh, Najee Turan, 
and uh, Marquise Lee. Okay, so Mar- Marquise Lee's good. Don't sleep on him. He was really good for the uh, Jaguars. I- I'm not sleeping on him, but so I do understand. Hey, Don- if, if Brady was still on the path, you'd be saying, you better watch out for this Marquise Lee. He's about to freaking light the world on fire. 100%, dude. He's the next coming of Philip Dorsett. He, he's about to be catching passes in the... Uh, if Brady was there, he would be catching passes in the AFC Championship game. Crazy over-the-shoulder catches or against uh, uh, Miles Jack on a flea flicker. You know you know how Philip Dorsett can ball. But if Brady were here... So here's the thing. Out of this list that I want to take a look at, Matt, I want your, your take as well. Marcus Cannon obviously battled overcame cancer. Dante Hightower... I think he overcame it, hopefully... Dante Hightower, his mother has type 2 diabetes, okay? So I, I get And a it. kid coming. And a kid coming. Patrick Chung, I think kid coming or on the way. I, I'm not sure what, what the situation is there. And, and Tom Curran of NBC Boston was asked by Dan Patrick, well, if Brady was still there, do you think that all these guys would still have opted out? And, and Tom Curran said, really, I, I think that Brady would have a big influence because... You see these guys like Hightower, Chung, Bolden, Cannon, and obviously it might not be worth it to sit in your car in a line, get tested, maybe not even have a season every single day in order to go 7-9. and nine. I get it, he says. But with Brady there, the 7-9 and nine possibility is not there, and the 9-7 and seven possibility is not there. You're, you're likely always competing. So, yeah, I could see it being changed. And Tom Kern got ridiculed for that. Joe, you were talking to me earlier about it, too. I don't think it's that hot of a take. I think it's very plausible to think that. I don't that think so at all either. Style. I didn't hear Tom Curran at all. I just that just came in my mind immediately. Right, and so you could easily picture that these guys might have had a different decision, or at least a much tougher one, not to undermine you know their personal reasons and the decisions that they made. But Matt, do you think that things could have changed if if Brady was still there in terms of who opted out and who didn't? No, because he's already checked out. You see him down in Tampa, and he's leading all these off-season workouts. You didn't see him doing that the last two years. I don't think he has. Um, not to say he checked out the last two years, but he definitely wasn't putting in the same off-season effort that he was um, the prior 17, 18 years. And especially this year, you see in Tampa Bay, you see everybody lining up. In Tampa Bay, he's been doing all these off-season workouts. He's been seeing everything, but, you know, he telling me if he was still kind of – I mean, obviously, he's Tom Brady, so he's the leader of your team, so you know he's going to be there. But he had, I feel, less of a influence over the last two years or less, of, less engaged the last two years than he's ever been. And so if – I would assume that would continue now. I guess, actually, if they gave him a contract, maybe. I don't know. All I know is the last two years he hasn't really been engaged, and I don't think that would draw as much of an influence. You know, you would still see a considerable amount of Patriots, probably more than most teams, maybe not eight, but yeah, he's not as he wasn't as engaged as you all remember him to be the last two years. That didn't help. And remember that Howard Stern interview that came a couple months ago. Uh, with Tom Brady, it finally came out. It was years and years they were trying to get it scheduled, and then uh, finally a, a full-blown two-hour interview came out. I listened to it all. I don't know if you guys did or not, but part of that interview, Brady said, I think it was after the 16 or 17 season, probably either of the two, right? So 
you know, after age 39 or 40 season, I think Giselle wrote a letter to Brady and said, hey, you know, I need you to do some more stuff when it's not football season. You know, when it's football season, I totally understand where your time and energy go towards. But when it's not the off season or when it is the off season, I feel like it's still the season because you're off always doing these football things. You're always training. You're always working out. You know, when are you ever going to drive the kids to school? When are you ever going to do this? So, you know, kind of put Tom, Tom Brady was on the hot seat with Giselle. And, you know, we all, we, I remember during like the deflate gate saga, everyone was saying, you know, their, their marriage is getting a little dicey. Who knows? And, and these rumors seem to be true because Giselle kind of, you know, got on Brady a little bit for always being around football. So after that season, I think it was 20, again, 2016 or 2017, Brady then said, okay, I will cut out the optional stuff. You know, I won't do the, the optional July workouts or, you know, I'll only show up when I have to show up. And I think we remember then, Matt, what you're talking about. You said for the last three years, it looked like he was a little checked out in, in those summer camps, him and Gronk, you know, never showing up Gronk's mountain biking motor crossing and on dirt roads here and there saying that he's going to threaten to retire. So, you know, that Giselle kind of getting on Brady kind of threw all this up into the air. Brady said, no, no, I'm not going to do the optional stuff anymore. Now he's down in Tampa Bay. He has to do the optional stuff. There's no way. There's no well, way that I he think can't you're going to like, I think you're going to like this take. I think just the presence of having the greatest of all time, just kind of pushes the regular players to go the extra mile. And it's the same thing with having LeBron on your team if you're in the NBA. I think that players respect Brady too much to see whether he's going to OTAs or not. If he's not taking the year off, I'm not taking the year off. So I maybe you get a few of the notable exceptions, but I certainly don't think Marcus Cannon's taking it off. I don't think Dante Hightower's taking the year off, and Patrick Chung is neither. Yeah, any of the any of the guys who've played with Brady for multiple years are not taken here off. I completely agree with you there. And here's another guy who I thought might have opted out. Andrew, is it David Andrews? Yes, a hundred percent. Because you know what he went through last season, right? Yeah. Wasn't it of blood course. clots in the lungs? Yeah, that's not good. That I feel like that's not a good thing that you want to have if you and then catch coronavirus i don't know how that goes you know i heard it impacts breathing i heard lungs also impact your breathing so those two seem to not equal a good formula uh at least when i add up the math but david andrews missed all of last season you know it's not like he's gotten paid yet so i don't know could he really afford to take off another full year and then expect to keep his job the following year you know i don't i don't think so i think you know Digging into it a little deeper, you realize, hey, maybe, as good as David Andrews is, maybe he has to play because I could easily see Bill Belichick saying, you know, we made it through the season with Ted Karras. We'll make it through the season with someone else. David Andrews, maybe you're not going to be worth uh, that contract extension that you so very much would want. I, I agree. And taking a year off is a luxury for some guys like Dante Hightower and others that it's not for the undrafted free agents, no matter how valuable they prove to be in the past. It just isn't the same. Completely agree. And 
which of these opt-outs for New England is going to hurt them the most? Hightower. You think? Oh, absolutely. He's the best player who opted out. And and now look at that linebacking depth. I think your starting linebacker is going to be Juwan Bentley. Yeah, you lose Kyle Van Noy, um, Jamie Collins, now Hightower. Robert, Landon Roberts is gone. Oh, who's going to play fullback too? Is James Devlin playing? Or is he... De- Devlin's retired. Danny yeah, Vita- he's retired. And Vital opted out. So And Roberts can't play fullback anymore. No, because Roberts is gone. Yeah, they yeah, literally exactly. don't have a fullback. So this whole strategy that New England thought they were going to have of, well, let's ground and pound now. Okay, so you lose your starting right tackle. You don't know what you're going to get with Shaq Mason. Okay, David Andrews is coming off after an entire year missed. No fullback. Sony Michelle, you know my thoughts on Sony Michelle. You know, but I, you know, no fullback in this offensive line, no Dante Scarnecchia. Yeah, I don't know. Everyone says how great this offensive line was looking, but with a combination of losing Brady, losing Scarnecchia, yeah, losing Cannon, now no fullback, I don't think this offensive line is as good as we thought. And you're right, this Hightower loss is huge. Matt, who else is going to play linebacker? Oh, they drafted a few kids. I feel like they'll, uh, I don't know, honestly. Oh, guy went out. Yeah, well, Winnow, you, uh, you, you usually have up on the line a little more, I would think, right? Usually in a, a Ninkovich-type role, so defensive end slash outside linebacker hybrid is, is what I, yeah. uh, and they also got Josh Uche, uh, another Michigan guy, so... But again, it looks like you're going to be relying on a lot of rookies. So this defense, and now you look on the back end, another name, maybe not as big as Dante Hightower, but it's very significant in the secondary, Patrick Chung. Ever since he came back to New England in 2014, he has been gigantic. Whether it's covering tight ends or, or helping out with McCourty you know, in, in the secondary, Patrick Chung is very underrated as a as a coverage linebacker or as a coverage safety. And then he can step up into the linebacker position too. When you need to stop the run, he's one of those rare talents at strong safety that can almost hybrid a little bit too, because of how physical he is. And I think new England's going to miss Patrick Chung this season. I want Trevor Lawrence, man. I'm all on the tank train the same way. I want the Red Sox. Just blow it up, blow it up. Red Sox, blow it up. Patriots. It's over. Brady's gone. Let Belichick like really just have a chance to truly shop for the ingredients with uh, a really good budget. Just, just go there. Just do what you need to do. Uh, you know, I'm almost in favor. Remember how last podcast I said I wanted Sid at the start? Give me Newton because Newton's going to suck. He's not as good <laughs> as Sid. So let Newton start now and lose all the games. That that definitely is a hot take right there. <laughs> That's, that's a, and so you said, but you know, let Belichick have a little shopping spree with some uh, open cap space. Yeah, Every, twenty summer twenty twenty one. Let him let him shop. Let him draft. Let him get number one pick. But everyone's smelling around now too, because apparently the Patriots' cap number right now is in the perfect ballpark for signing uh, a Jadavian Clowney. And, and to which you're shaking your head no. And why do you think no? Wouldn't he? Why would I? Why would I sign a defensive player for a win now move when I'm gonna suck and all of my defense is gone? Like you signed a Jadavian Clowney when you're a good team. You don't. Like, who are we? The Jets signing like um, 
CJ Mosley and trying to sign Anthony Barr and have him renege, like signing these good defensive players and I'm going to stink. You don't do that. Some of Belichick's moves look like he's not quite giving up. You know, you have Adrian Phillips now in the back end. Can't, well, he thinks Cam Newton's first day in New England, I think, was today. They had a little picture day. So, you know, you think at one point they're going to tank, and then they add some guys here, and you're like, well, these aren't tank guys either. But then you always have Bel- – so. Belichick's team's not going to go two and fourteen. I I can at least assure you that. Oh, oh! I thought Belichick was overrated. He sabotaged Super Bowl. He is. He is overrated, but at least he's competent enough to be able to get more than two wins. He is, and especially with what they have in the secondary too, it would be disasters of disasters if they went. 2-14 and 14 with Gilmore and J.C. Jackson and Jason McCourty and Devin McCourty and, uh, you know, Adrian Phillips now, too. So, I, I mean, come on. But, so, speaking of Brady, yesterday, August 3rd, was the man's 43rd birthday. 43rd birthday. So, Tom Brady, another year older, <coughs> you know, a new team. And one thing that I wanted to get your thoughts on, Joe, we did a quarterback ranking on this show, and we had you on about two shows ago to go over our top 40 quarterbacks. The NFL had their players vote on their top 100 players in the entire league. Tom Brady clocked in at number 14 in the entire league. What do you, what do you think of that? Number 14, is that high? Is that low? I, you know, That's a right. lifetime achievement award. So That's you, what it is. So you think he should be ranked far worse than that? Yeah. Um, I, I haven't had a chance to go over everything. I'm just infatuated with the NBA. You know, that's my that's my number one thing. But in terms of the NFL, I, in, in any sport, quite frankly, I don't trust player rankings because I think that current players are too biased. I think that obviously they're elite athletes and they're great at the sport, but I think they view it from a different lens than people who try to think of things from a purely analytical perspective of trying to build the best roster possible. I think they let, they vote for their guys. Yep. They vote for guys who are in the same agency as them, guys on their team who they want to, for their boys, and they want to have them get paid because then they can point to the NFL Network rankings. There's a bunch of different things. And in general, I think that former player analysis is not the best because although they know way more than we could ever know about what goes on on the field, they're just too much clouding their vision. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know who are the quarterbacks ranked ahead of them. I would assume obviously Mahomes was four, Wilson was two. They had Mahomes, Wilson, Jackson, and there was one other. I think Brady was the fifth guy. It was Rogers. Drew Brees. Drew Brees was at twelve. Uh, Mahomes was at four, Wilson was at two, and Jackson was at one. In in fact, you well, mentioned Rodgers. Rodgers was ranked behind Brady. He was ranked at 16. Well, I would put Rodgers ahead of him. I would put, obviously, Kirk Cousins ahead of him. I'd put Deshaun Watson ahead of him. I would move Breeze back. Kirk Cousins was um, ranked 56th. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is still underrated to this day. Um, so I'd move Kirk up, I'd move Watson up, I'd move Wakatuam up, oh, and no. then I'd have Brady and Breeze kind of in that 9 and 10 range, 8, eight, eight through 11 range for quarterbacks. 
But you know, it's just so disrespectful. I hate how everyone lumps Breeze in the same category as Brady. That's why I get so defensive all the time, Joe, because Breeze is not even on the same... I know, not not even lifetime. Right now, Breeze isn't on the same wavelength as Tom Brady. Even yes, look at, he is. Let's go, yes, let's go is. through quarterback attributes because the arm strength, Tom Brady will could throw harder than Breeze at age 55 and Breeze is at age 30. That's the way it is. That's not true. It is. That's not true. Even right now, Joe, you can't look at me and say that Breeze has an even comparable arm in arm strength to Tom Brady right now. Uh, Matt? I think Breeze throws throws a better deep ball. Matt, back me up. Help me out here, Matt. Help me out. I don't know. I just hope both teams win. Um, (laughs) I don't know, guys. It's all good. Yeah. But Breeze, Matt, Breeze and Brady, are these two right now even comparable? Um, all I saw Breeze do in the NFC title game was uh, get strip sack and throw all up in the air when he was playing at home in a dome um, two years ago and lose to Kirk Cousins. And I saw Tom hey, Brady. There is no shame in losing to the great Kirk Cousins. No shame. In the arrowhead uh, against Kansas City in the fourth quarter. And lose at home to the Tennessee freaking Titans. Okay. They, um, um We'll forget about that. All one. I know is it that wasn't Brady's uh, fault. Breeze really, Breeze really. The lot. Brady still competed in the playoffs. Obviously, they lost this past year, but the team hasn't been that good. Breeze has had so much talent around him, and he's had Michael Thomas, the best receiver, or one of the best receivers in the league, throw to, and he plays in a dome. Yeah, and he plays against a piece of garbage uh, NFC South. I know the AC East is pretty bad too, except for the circle of the wagons. But um, Ooh. still. I just look at Breeze and I say, there's so much around him that I just, I don't know. But I've seen Brady do more um, these past couple of years, even though it hasn't been the same than Breeze has. And Breeze has a lot more to play with, in my opinion. Listen, I'm not passionate about saying that Breeze is better than Brady. You can make an argument either way. But when you're saying that Brady isn't a tier above Breeze. That's just not the case. I think Brady's much closer to Breeze in the year 2020 than he is to Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. So I think that Brady's in that you can debate right now between at the best, very best number seven, at the worst 11 or 12. Isn't that seven to 12 range? (sighs) You know, Matt, what he said about having Michael Thomas, having Kamara, having all those weapons playing in a dome, a dome, it's just not even fair. It's really not fair because that offense, it's just so easy to run. Heck, you could throw all three of us in there at quarterback. I'd say we do a pretty decent job in there too. But if you throw us in there they in New England. Teddy Bridgewater and it looked pretty good. They went 5-0. and oh. They went 5-0 and with Teddy Bridgewater. That's how good their offense is. I'm telling you that New England offense was disgusting looking. And the only reason it, it was able to do anything was because of Brady. Brady's arm strength, you hear Romo say it You're all the Aaron time. Rogers. You're telling me Aaron Rodgers could not run that offense and have it be just as good, if not better. I think it would be right around the same. I think, I think Garoppolo would have run it better. 
Well, Garoppolo's really good at handing the ball off. And so maybe, maybe on handoffs, he would have a little better production in the run game because of how good Garoppolo is used to handing off the balls to running backs. But Aaron Rodgers is starting to get a little shy in the pocket now, too. He's throwing the ball away so much. He doesn't, you know, he's taking sacks. How many times are you going to talk about Rodgers throwing the ball away? I think that that's like your fetish. He threw it like away 48, 48 times in 2018, and then in the 30s in 2019. That's a lot. That's a lot, a lot of times you throw the he's ball still away. The, he's still the second-best quarterback in the NFL, and it's not even close. How? It's not even a but, close But player. on what metrics are you grading Rodgers the second-best quarterback in the NFL? Because he is. It's just like watch the game. He's un- he's unbelievable. No one else other than Patrick Mahomes can come close to doing what Aaron Rodgers does. Are you talking about you know running right and throwing left? Those kinds of things. Throws on the I'm run. I'm talking about being. I'm I'm talking about playing quarterback in the NFL. Other than Patrick Mahomes, who is better than Aaron Rodgers right now, there is no one who comes close to him. Maybe Russell Wilson. Sorry, Russell Wilson. Sorry, Russell Wilson's number two. I completely forgot. My bad. He's t- he's number three. I but I, three. I feel like both those guys beat Aaron Rodgers. Everyone you name right, can beat Aaron Rodgers. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Brady can even beat Aaron Rodgers. No, he can't. Brady, Tom oh, Brady yes. in the year 2020 is not as good as Aaron Rodgers. It's Mahomes. Well, we'll see that. We'll, we'll see because I think Tampa Bay plays Green Bay. Oh. And, I, you know, so we, we, <laughs> we will see. You know, Aaron Rodgers is not as good as everyone says. I'll, I'll give you Mahomes. <laughs> I'll give you... Not as good as everyone says. No. I'll give you Mahomes and I'll give you Russell Wilson. And besides that, besides that... What about First Cousins? First Cousins. Kurt's cousin? First Cousins. No, dude. Kurt's cousin, you know, he's pretty good. He's probably right, uh, you know, if we make a rank of quarterbacks, you could have... Mahomes and Russell Wilson and then Brady and then Rodgers and then Kurt's cousin and then Jameis Winston. That oh, th- yeah. those are my rankings. But again, in all seriousness, my my reasoning for yeah, Cam Newton. My reasoning for Brady being just far better not than Breeze. You know, arm strength is just not even comparable. Everyone says how accurate Breeze is, but sh- sure, Breeze is accurate, but you know, Brady throws into 30 mile an hour wins and is still accurate. You know, I'll take Brady any day. You can have Breeze and he and throw we'll it into Asiasis or whatever it is. Yeah. What's going on around? There's the coronavirus and the killer bees and Asiasis. <laughs> and there's just Beirut's going everywhere. I don't know. Well, crazy. You're speaking of uh, one of the tight you? ends that New England just drafted. Last time they drafted two tight ends Beirut, like that is 2010. Yeah. With Gronkowski and Hernandez. An algae? An algae crumpler. Don't never sleep on algae crumpler. But you guys are so He's got dismissive. Baddest ass. But you guys are so dismissive of walking to him when. Yes. No, he's a joke, so there's I will be dismissive of him. I, I honestly, other than Patrick Mahomes, there's I think he's probably the best quarterback. I don't know how old he is, but whatever age he is, that age and younger. Other than Patrick Mahomes, I'll take walking to him. What is the number one ability? Uh, Carson Wentz is just a more a 27 and younger. Give me walk it to him over durability. The answer is durability. He walk it to him. Can't walk half the time because he's never on the field. How about that? There's no clinky dink that they took uh, Jalen Hurts in the second round either. Here's my hot take. (laughs) Jalen Hurts will play at least four games this regular season. Due to injury or due to performance? 
Take your choice. I don't care which oh, way. Give me Waka Tua on the Patriots. I would give up the next first-round picks for the next 10 years for Waka Tua. You would give up 10 first-round picks for limpid to him Wentz. Okay, that, that's hyperbolic, obviously. I'd give up three. For Waka Tua Wentz, I would. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, how about this? Would you rather have Trevor Lawrence or uh, limpid to him? Wentz. Give me Wentz. I know that I know that Carson Wentz, when healthy, is a cross between Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger. Would you rather have uh, limp it to him or Deshaun Watson? Walk it to him, Wentz. Limp it to him or Lamar Jackson? Walk it to him, Wentz. No question. Limp it to him or Patrick? No, you said no. Okay, Mahomes. Limp it to him or Aaron Rodgers right now? Wentz. Wentz is 27. Rodgers is 37. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. I love Wentz. I love that man. He is so freaking good. We should get Tom Kelly on, then. If only he played on the field. That would be really neat if the quarterback could take snaps, say, right? Yeah. Before I give him any money, I want to see him basketball. do something in the playoffs. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, Tell me about it. Before I give him the, the fucking franchise. I yeah, of course. Oh, I would, I would give Lockett to him with my franchise any day of the week. Yeah, if Carson Wentz is so good, why is he always, you know, failing out in the wild card round? Or not even playing in the playoffs? Because he's injured. Well, injuries are part of the game, and that's, you know, come on. ACLs, really, your AC, Brady tore his ACL. And he was taking yep. snaps in the locker room the next day. Did he play in 2008? Because doctors forced him not to. Uh, but did he play? <laughs> you know what? So Brady no, he didn't, but gets you know what? When was the last time he's missed a game before after that? Uh, he missed four games in 2016. He, not because they of had injury. to. He, what was the last playoff game he missed? He did. He played with 10 stitches in his right hand against the Jacksonville Jaguars, the league's most vaunted defense at the time. Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz takes a little hit from Jadavian Clowney and is like, oh, boo-hoo, oh, I'm, I'm too hurt. You, okay, little hit. You're talking like you're going to talk about Peanut Tillman. It's Jadavian Clowney. That's not a little hit. I know yeah, that Tom Brady would get back up from that. Whether it's in L.A. or it's out in, against the Seahawks. We all know that Brady would not leave the game for that. Yeah, and you say he's a cross between Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger. What are they both known for? Getting fucking banged Wait, up. Remember Aaron Rodgers early on in his career? How many concussions they did he get? He missed the whole game because he sat the whole season because he separated his shoulder because he was running around like they an idiot. Ben Roethlisberger is known for he, What happened last year about with Ben Roethlisberger? He missed the whole Roethlisberger, year. Sexual assault. Are ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, that too. He, yeah, Rodgers. so there you go. You got a pedophile on your team. Are. Are Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger both Super Bowl winning quarterbacks and Hall of Fame quarterbacks? Yes. Yeah, okay. they are because they they right. had playoff wins and they went to Super Bowls and they played playoff games and won them. Okay, that's what Wakatum's gonna do. So wait, so you think Wakatum's gonna win a Super Bowl like this year and then not win anything for the next ten years? But then everyone say how really good he is and that he's the best quarterback in the league, like Aaron Rodgers is. Uh, I don't know if it's going to follow that same trajectory, but Wakatuam is going to be one of the best players in the league for the next decade plus. Wakatuam is elite. He's a top five quarterback. How many honestly. years has he been in the league? Four? Is this going to be his fifth? He was going to win MVP if he didn't freaking tear his ACL against the Rams. Uh, Brady had what other. What do you want from Brady, him? Brady said, no way. No way. I would have wanted him to stay on the field and win the MVP. That's what I would have wanted. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he would have won the Super Bowl. 
Has Wentz played 16 career games yet? What? No. No, I probably I not. So. I, there's no way. He played 59 games. He played 59 games. Wow. But that's not 16, so he hasn't played Oh, he 16 played 16 games. last year. Mm. Maybe? Yeah. Uh, uh, I like I saw Matt Barkley running around out there one day. No, Matt, Matt, yeah, well, Matt Barkley's in, in Buffalo, but, yeah, that's... Same thing. Well, um, I so, don't know what that where the hate against Wakatuam is. Wakatuam is because of people like you who stand up on their soapbox and say how good he is. I'm here standing up on my soapbox play, and saying how watch him play the game of football and see him literally evade 25 tackles and make plays that you will not see from anyone. Even there are some plays that I've seen him make that not even the great Patrick Mahomes could make. Not saying he's better than Mahomes. But he makes plays that I don't even think anyone in the history of the league can make. Oh, come on. Just because he runs around and chucks it deep? I agree. I've seen the same thing. However, I also see him run around like a friggin' idiot and then tear his ACL and get hurt and not be able to play an important playoff game. I could have my big idiot up in Buffalo try the same thing, and he he could probably do it. Don't know no, if he would complete the, the pass. Do not compare the big idiot in Buffalo. Uh, <laughs> At least the big idiot in Buffalo has played an entire playoff game. That is true, and he was up 16-0 in it, let's not forget. And he also blew it. Um, yeah, no. We'll forget about that. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's completed. He has just as many playoff wins as Carson Wentz. I'll tell you what. Here's my hot take, Joe. What's right now, take? I would rather have Josh Allen leading my team for the indefinite future than walk it to him, limp it to him, Wentz. And I will okay, slam my fist on the table and Ooh, say that. Okay. Are we going to hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to set this up. This, you know, do you think Buffalo's going to have more playoff wins than Philly's going to have this year? Absolutely. Josh Allen's going to have more playoff wins than walk it to him this year. Yes. And Joe, do you, do you feel the opposite? Um, mm, hmm. Ooh. I, I, I or do you feel like they're going to make it farther? It's naive to talk about totally different circumstances and totally different divisions totally different conferences, totally different teams around them. Just uh, pick it and stick I think it, over the over the course of their career, Wakatuam once will have more playoff wins. Mm-mm. No doubt about that. This no year. I, I, but, uh, but I'm not dealing with this year. I'm talking about over the course of a career. There's no way. Because Again, I don't think Wins Waka- aren't a quarterback set. Wins are not a quarterback set. We've already Agreed. settled that. Yeah, yeah we, we've settled time. it. I don't know if the world's no, going to be around. Joe, I agree years. with you. I don't know what the hell. But still, the fact of the matter is that wins are assigned to the quarterback. Right now, no, and, when they're assigned to the team, no, and no, I, I mean, I, I you can go on Google until they're not on Google. We're using this right now, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills over the next f- 15 years will accumulate more wins in whatever the regular season or the playoffs than Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Guys, I, I have to take a pee break, I'll be right back. All right, Joe and I will continue to duke it out. Oh, oh, we will. We most certainly will. But I, I'm telling you, know, Josh Allen only gets knocked out of the game if some, if Jonathan Jones, who is much more bigger and physical than Jadavian Clowney, uh, knocks him out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> much more bigger and physical. No, but the, you know I'm the thing him. is, Carson Wentz. I see what he does. He does he does interesting stuff because he can move around in the pocket. He's big. That's that's a, a fantastic attribute. But Josh Allen is also big. Okay, they can. He's not as, Josh Allen's not as athletic. He's not as accurate. But why? Okay, uh, in, in terms of athletic, I could argue. In terms of accurate, I can't argue. 
Okay, so yes, Carson Wentz is more accurate than Josh Allen, but Josh Allen also had, you know, some of the biggest dropped pass catchers in the entire league between, you know, Dawson Knox and Devin Singletary. They both dropped 14 passes on 90-some targets, which is atrocious. So, you know, our, our great friend Bruce Nolan, who was on the show last week, you know, said you have to take a look at statistics and other statistics. So you can't just purely base it on completion percentage. You know, you have to take into consider drop rate. And and Josh Allen certainly had his fair share of people who dropped the pass. But yeah, Carson Wentz, he can move around and he can throw it. Josh Allen, he can move it around and all he has to do is learn how to throw it a little more accurate. And honestly, you know, the Buffalo Bills have a better football team. So it's really not blasphemous to say that over the next couple of years that the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen will will prove to be more successful. Hey guys, but you have to look at the this. context of their team and their league. That was a really quick piece. How small is your bladder? Oh, um, it's, uh, it is a tiny bladder. I do take a lot of pee breaks. Um, you should also, see a doctor. I am uh, deficient on fluids right now, um, as you can imagine. Yeah, I'm going to have some fluids right now. I've, uh, I, I've lost a bit of life. Um, yes. Plasma time? It, it is plasma time. <laughs> they just gave me the, the, the bag of plasma they took out of my body. Here you go. Drink this. You know, Matt, uh, um, we, we spent a lot of time talking about the, the AFC East, but one man who left the AFC East and headed on over to the West Coast, up in the Northwest, the, the Pacific Northwest, Jamal Adams. I read. Took a one-way ticket yeah. to Seattle. Jamal Adams is out of New York. And so that trade encompassed the Jets will receive, I believe, two first-round picks and and Bradley McDougald. The Seahawks will get a third and Jamal Adams. I mean, I mean, come on. What, what are the Seahawks doing here? I don't See, like the trade. If I'm a Jets fan, I'm like, crap. I have two first-round picks to watch the Jets screw up with. And if I'm the Seahawks, I'm like, crap, I just gave up two first-round picks. So, so, all in all, like, it's a terrible trade for both teams. I agree 100%, actually. They they just got two more first-round picks to screw up. Did you see the stat The five out of the last six first-round picks taken by the Jets have been traded? That's a crazy thing. That's crazy, man. Five of the... Five of the last six Jets first round picks have been traded. They've like traded them. Wow. That's amazing. It is, but you look at the Seattle perspective. And again, I you know, I I I am stealing from our friend Bruce Nolan. He made this great, you know, realization and synthesis of the trade. Seattle basically traded two first round picks to upgrade their safety position. McDougal wasn't bad. But they traded two first-round picks to upgrade the position even further. I, I don't know in, in what sense that makes sense, but you're right. The Jets now have even more draft capital to to ruin. But they, it seems as if yeah. they've they've done okay over the last couple years. You know, they they draft Mecky Betcon, they draft Denzel Mims. Uh, in you know, 2019 they got Quinn Williams. Uh, they drafted the best quarterback in the AFC East. 
the worst quarterback in the they in twenty eighteen they drafted Sam Darnold, the worst quarterback in the AFC. The best East. quarterback in the AFC East. And then obviously seventeen they got Jamal Adams and uh Actually Fitzpatrick is and, and, and Marcus May, you know, so and then the year before that, Darren Lee and one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, Christian Hackenberg, was in that draft. So you know, the Jets, they do make some blunders, but they do hit on guys like Christian Hackenberg, who are just superior human beings to everyone else in, in terms of quarterback play. Yeah, but 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 this Jamal Adams trade, it, it happened about a week ago. We haven't had the time to talk about it. Um, it, it seems like the, the Jets are just getting a, a steal here, but if we look at the bigger picture, absolutely, the Seahawks were, were robbed. But two first-round picks is going to be tough to screw that up, isn't it? Yeah. It's just it's like like Matt said. It's unfortunate when you have a team who's good at making draft picks trading the two first-round draft picks versus a team who's bad at making draft picks receiving them for a player who's already good. Who's one of their ironically, they're trading the for the the first-round pick from the bad team too. That makes sense. They they're trading. For the former first round pick that the Jets took, Jamal. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a mental, mental like pretzel I'm getting put in right now where it's like the Seahawks I are love- going with the two first round picks, but they're going with the Jets who are terrible, but they're taking the Jets first round pick from a couple of years ago, oh. putting them on their team. So that doesn't make I any sense. I love Bam Adebayo. I love Bam Adebayo. Uh, you just threw in a whole new person. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I, I I'm, I'm following your train of thought, Matt. I am. Uh, I'm just watching sense? this man play. But it I'm, make it I'm makes sorry, sense. Guys. But tell me, Matt, if this is any kind of redeeming quality for a trade, where do you think Seattle is going to be picking in the first round in the next two years? Yeah. It's not like these are premier bottom, top bottom quarter of the league. But yeah, it's not like, like these are top ten picks. The, well, like they're, I mean, I'm not going to say like, oh, they're going to be picking 28 and later every year, but they'll probably be picking 24 and later every year, is my guess. Over the next two, they, I mean, again, these are 2020 or sorry, 2021 and 2022 first round picks. It's not like yeah. these are going to be anything above or you know above below. I don't know. It's not like it's going to be anything better than the 24th overall pick in the draft. And and the Jets, okay, yeah, we say that they kind of suck in the draft, but. Their last three first rounders, Sam Darnold, Quinnen Williams, Mackie Betcon. Those aren't bad. We we have yet to see what Mackie has been able to do, but it seems to be a legitimate pick for them. We'll see. As of now, Seattle got robbed. Seattle got absolutely robbed. And and we're we're talking about robberies here. I'll tell you what, there's a man who goes by the name of The Rock. Who got a real good bargain today? Dwayne the Rock Johnson was part of the investor group to buy the XFL for fifteen million dollars. Dwayne the Rock Johnson is is saving us because I was a huge fan of the XFL. I don't know about you, Joe, but I'm glad to see that someone has resurrected the XFL from the financial grave. Um not going to lie. I haven't watched too much XFL. I am too consumed with uh, the NBA politics and the NFL to, uh, 
to care. Um, but that sucks. Well, Matt, I know you've always been a big DC Defenders fan. I know you have. So I was a big St. Louis Battlehawks fan, actually. Get the facts straight there, kid. Really? A St. The Louis? huge Battlehawks just caca! What was uh, the other league, the AAF? Yeah, that was trash. Well, I've always been a, you know, whatever football name they decide to call themselves, I'll watch it. I'll watch any kind of product of football. It doesn't matter. I was getting I was getting into it. And and again, the DC Defenders were champions of the East. And here's something also, all right? Talking about the XFL, Dwayne yes. the Rock Johnson buying it. Yeah. Their counterpart, the NFL. Yeah. Just said that the opt-out deadline is now going to be Thursday. I believe this Thursday for players to have the decision of whether they want to play football in 2020 or if they don't want to play football in 2020. Patriot safety Devin McCourty absolutely ripped into the NFL saying how you know it's unfair, it's not right for player safety. So where do you side on this? Do you say that the players have had enough time and, and really they should... The, the teams need to figure out who's going to be playing and it, it, it's the Thursday date is fair or are you more on the side of the players like hey it's about their safety let them have a little bit more time oh I'm on the side of the league defend the shield uh, this virus <laughs> this so-called virus has been around uh, since March it's, there's nothing really new you still have a few days you know what you know what's best for you so um I don't think there's going to be anything groundbreaking changing. You know your situation. Make your decision. Teams need to go ahead with what they're going to do, how they're going to build their roster, how they're going to fill holes. So, um, yeah, make your decision. Shut up, McCourty. <laughs> Matt, what do you think? I agree. The so-called virus has been around since March. That is factually um, accurate. Um, I guess the NFL did agree that they'd have a week after the their – CBA agreement would be signed and it hasn't been signed yet. I think it was signed. Uh, yeah. It hasn't even been signed yet. So they're, they're, they're going back on their word. Yep. But also Oath I really breaker. don't care. Just give me football. I don't care one way or another. Just either say play or don't play. Some of these guys already announced that they're not playing. It's yep. like, yeah, they kind of already know or you don't know. So I don't know. I, I agree with you Figure both there. You know, the, the virus has been around for a while. You, you kind of know what your tolerance is towards it if, if you would want to play, if you wouldn't want to play. But the part that I do understand with camps now just opening up, perhaps the players did want a couple more days to figure out, you know, once they get into pads maybe and once they start running a little harder practices, do I like this routine? Do I think that the Do we think that the league's even going to play? Because I understand from the standpoint do I want to opt in to go through all this training camp and all these procedures in order for the league not to even happen? Well, I wish I would have just opted out to begin with. Maybe they just want a couple more days to figure it out, to figure out what the groove would be, you know, instead of committing themselves to something they have no idea what the future holds for them. So, But I, I do understand your point from the team perspective. You need to know what's going on. You need to know what players you have. Because for all the Patriots know, they could lose... Uh, you know, their entire secondary by the time Thursday hits, because from what Devin McCourty said, it seems like he was still a little unsure if he was going to play or not in 2020. 
Yeah, honestly, in terms of players' rights, the NFL is the league where I have the most sympathy and I give the most leeway towards the players. And even now, I'm just like, screw it. Because they, they've had enough time. They, they've, we've known where we've stood for four or five months. Um, NBA, MLB, if you don't play, you're a baby. Um, but in general, pick it and stick it. Pick it um, and stick it. I don't care... I don't care too much again because I'm on the tank train for the Pats. If any Vikings pull out, now you're in my crosshairs. I feel, now, like, I feel like Kirk Cousins is a guy that would want to opt out. I feel no, like, he would not. Kirk Cousins is at the heart of a fucking lion. <laughs> not of a Viking? A lion, more than a Viking. So you're saying the Lions are going to beat the Vikings this year? No. That Matt, oh, Matt Stafford. Why don't we talk about that? The first big-name quarterback. He opted out. Yeah. Oh wow! Look at that. I might have that. Yeah, actually, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was a few days ago. Yeah. You're you're breaking sure. news here. Every time we have Joe on, it seems like he breaks news to to us. So Matt yeah. Stafford opting out is that? Does that mean David Blow is going to be playing quarterback in Detroit? I'm pretty sure I saw that. Don't. I mean, let's see. Yeah. We'll 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 take your word on that, but that is a, a big name quarterback. Wait. Oh my God! No, one hour ago it says he had a false positive test and now he's back. Matt Stafford's back. Wow. Okay, so Matt Stafford was on the hot seat. Now he wasn't, but you know, a quarterback that you know we'll talk a little bit about later too. Now Gardner Minshew, he has just been activated off of the COVID list. Uh, he said that COVID is actually a, afraid of. Him actually, no, he's being placed on the COVID nineteen list. So it looks like Gardner Minshew has been around or has uh, the coronavirus, and he, uh, you know, made a couple of jests saying that, uh, you know, the coronavirus is going to be, uh, you know, afraid of him. And and this is coming from the PFF's uh, top ranked rookie quarterback of last season. Uh, so this is what he said. He said, "I did not contract the virus. It took one look at me and ran the other way." Probably in its best interest. Okay. He's right. Who's this? He's one hundred percent right. Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. Um, yeah, but he says, um, he tests him and uh, Delaney Walker both tested positive for having the antibodies. Um, so I, it looks like Gardner Minshew is on the reserve list, unless he's not, which he might also not be on the reserve list. But who knows? We'll talk about Gardner Minshew a little bit later because we do have our Minshew men coming up later in the show. But right now, I figured we'd uh, you know we'd throw Joe a little bit of a bone. Okay, we'll talk about Joe's favorite sport for a little bit, and you know I, I'm sure you have a lot of grievances to file about uh, the NBA, but. You know, I'm obviously not as versed on the NBA and will never be as versed on the NBA as you, okay? But from you know what I've seen, I've watched a couple of games actually and I've 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 liked some stuff. I watched the Lakers Clippers opening night, uh Leonard against James. It was a great game. I watched that previous game too. Um it was uh who was it? It was the opening game. It was Zion versus someone else. It else. was um, Pelicans versus Jazz. Yep, Pel- that was also a great game. Games coming down NBA to the NBA is a great product. Yep. NBA is a great product. And, and it looks like the Lakers just clinched the first seed for the first time since 2010. But are the Lakers really better than the Clippers? For Even from that no. game that I saw opening night, it looks like the Clippers are better. 
Uh, the Clippers were missing Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell, their dynamic uh, bench duo. Probably, um, if not one and two in sixth man of the year, vo- in sixth man of the year voting, one and three. I think Montrez Harrell will win, and either Lou Williams or Dennis Schroeder will be second. So voting. why was Pat Beverly allowed to play that game? I, I thought that he wasn't allowed to play or something, or he came off the bench, or what? What was going on with? You know, I heard that Pat Beverly, you know. Uh, something I heard with him that that he had you know broken some kind of protocol and then wasn't able to play. I remember people, uh, you know, making some remarks about that. I'm not sure if you could shed any. Are light talking on. about Lou Williams? Lou Williams was the one who went to Magic City and went to the strip club and ate wings. Well, I, I also saw Pat Beverly come off the bench too around some point in the first quarter. Um, well, Patrick Beverly usually starts, but Reggie Jackson. Uh, depending on matchup, has been playing too. Uh, they have Landry Shamit, who's pretty good. They're they're just a deep team, and that's why they're my pick to make it to and win the finals. Because when you have stars like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, they can match up against any team and excel. And then whether you want to go small, let's say you're playing the Rockets, you can go with Patrick Beverly as a defensive guard. You can always put in Marcus Morris, Lou Williams. Uh, Landry Shamit, all those guys can shoot. Reggie Jackson. Yep. If you want to go small, you go Marcus Morris at the five. Mark uh, Montrez Harrell at the five. If you want to go big against the Lakers, you can body up Anthony Davis. Not saying you're going to stop him, but you put bodies like Avicii Zubac, Jermichael Green, and Montrez Harrell on throughout the game, wear him down, and no one can stop Lou Williams in the backcourt with Avery Bradley now uh, out. They lost their best uh, on-ball guard defender. So the Clippers are my pick to take it home the bucks great regular season team i think that Giannis has asserted himself as the best player in the nba really however the i think so however that gap when it goes down when it comes into playoff series um is really mitigated when the game slows down and savvy is just as important as athleticism and and just overall dominance um, so I think that that gap is minuscule, if not negligible, when it comes to versus LeBron and Kawhi in the playoffs. And Chris Middleton's great, but after that, they just don't have the top end talent. They have they can go one through twelve, but in the playoffs, you don't need one through twelve. You need one through eight, and they don't have that. One thing that blew my mind with the Lakers when I saw, and, and by the way, just with Patrick Beverly, I, I found what I was looking at. On July 21st, it said that he had to leave the NBA campus for personal emergency, and then apparently it, people were unsure whether he was going to get tested in time to make opening night. Uh, it turns out he did. So that that's what the issue with him was there. In terms of what was so shocking to me, maybe I'm just not well-versed in the NBA, but apparently LeBron James is a point guard now. I, I mean, that's, that's news to me that he plays point guard because you never... I mean, isn't he a small forward, power forward type of guy? LeBron James has been a point guard since he entered the league. It depends. Uh, positions are really useless in the NBA. As Jalen Rose said many years ago, uh, positions are just kind of guides so novices can kind of follow the game of basketball. Especially in today's world, I would say if you're going to classify positions, there's um, wings, bigs, and ball handlers, but there's overlaps. LeBron James can play in lineups where he is the – He's guarding the center and a small ball lineup. He's a wing in the fact that he is the size of a wing. He might defend wings, but he is also a ball handler. Uh, positions kind of transcend eras, time, 
And it really doesn't matter where you classify LeBron James um, because he does everything on the floor. So, yeah, he's, he's certainly a point guard. If you want to call him a point forward, you could do that as well. But he is the guy who has the ball in his hands most of the time. Yeah, because we saw him guard both, uh, I think it was because of the switch on that last uh, series from the Clippers trying to you know win the game. He guarded both Leonard and then when... Paul George got the ball. By the way, Kawhi passed up that last shot. He then guarded Paul George too. Probably the best, uh, you know, defensive series from LeBron, who looked kind of bad the first three quarters, but then turned it on the fourth quarter. One thing that I saw also from the Celtics the other night: what's going on with uh, with Jason Tatum? Didn't he go one for seventeen or two for seventeen or something like that? He went two of eighteen in the first game, and then he went off for thirty-four points, eight assists, and won the game against the Blazers. Uh, he'll, he's, he'll lay an egg every once in a while. I remember early in the year, he had an, exe- an identical performance against the Mavericks. He went two of 18 and we lost and we actually won that game, but he wasn't great. He had another game. I forget who it was against. It might've been against the Bucks or the Heat. One of those teams and, or the Sixers, one of those playoff Eastern conference teams wasn't great, but he bounced back. I'm not worried about Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum. So, but these aren't is, flukes though. Well, I mean, in an 82-game season, I think everyone's due to not play well. If once every 20 games, Jason Tatum has a bad game, and, let's, and it's really bad, let's say. But in the other games, he's averaging 30 points a game like he has been since the All-Star break. I'll take it. Um, because we have enough talent where Gordon Hayward can go off for 27-5. and five. Kemba, when he's playing 25, 30 minutes, will go for 20 points. And Jalen Brown as well, Marcus Smart. Daniel Tice is excellent. Um, so Celtics can pick up the slack. I'm not worried about Jason Tatum. I've been I'm seeing worried about people people complain that the referees hate Tice. Uh, well, they don't, I don't think that they hate Tice. It was just in that game against the Bucks. They're just pro Giannis. They, it was Giannis. It was going to be Giannis' sixth foul. They didn't want to call it on him. I, can I stop is. you guys? I'm watching yeah. the game live right now. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. My favorite score. It is getting so I, close. I, I, I took it off. My out. I'm not listening. I so close. I Celtics have the ball. Holy frig. It is getting so close down to the wire. Casino, you can guess what the score is. Matt, Matt, come on. Oh, you see you your three pointer uh, right now. I'm watching it at 801 p.m. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I need a, I need a three. Nope, nope. All right, Matt. We we've tortured uh we've tortured Joe enough. I think Joe, you're you're good to. I I've put a halt to to Matt's uh right. to Matt's foolery. But you know, a couple more questions about the NBA. A or number one. Is Zion going to make the playoffs? And two, no. what what teams do I really need to focus on? Because it's it's too late for me to learn all the teams right now. I, I'm pretty well-versed on the Lakers, well-versed on the Clippers, and the Celtics. Do I need to know anyone else? You need to know the Toronto Raptors and the Milwaukee Bucks. So the Raptors look like they're really good because they beat the Lakers the other day too, right? And Kelly The Toronto Lord. Raptors are the real deal. Uh, so there are guys who are near and dear to my heart just on the way they play. I call them my guys. And Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, and Marcus Gasol are my guys. Just off. They play the right way. They play offense and defense. They can dribble, pass, shoot, defend. Anything you want out of them, they can do. 
I love those guys. Uh, I still give the edge to the Celtics and Bucks over them just because of top end talent. I don't think that they can match up with the superstar of Giannis and just the star depth of the Celtics, but you need to focus on them. In the Western Conference, again, if you're not a, if, if you're just focused on who can win the title, it's going to be Clippers and Lakers in the conference finals. But the West really has some great teams. So um, if right, if you're just focused on who can win the title, I think it's Clippers, Lakers, and Bucks, fringe contenders, Celtics, Raptors. I'm still not ready to quit on Philly just because they have such great talent. And that's really about it. But if you're a hoops Philly's junkie, this league Celtics is so in, uh, deep. Week one. Yeah, you know, if Philly I, plays the Celtics in the first round. Philly's going to win that series. I agree with you. I agree with you. But you the that, league Tom? is so deep with talent. The le- T- Tom hates me. We we have a feud going back to uh, freshman year when uh, I was talking about how uh, Al Horford was eating Joel Embiid's lunch, and now Al Horford's with him. So. <laughs> I told him that the Eagles aren't good, and he got very mad. Um, oh, it's true. I'm, I'm probably the most pro-Philly New England person there is. I don't think there's someone from Boston who is more pro-Philly, just like, not because I like Philly, but because I, I think their sports teams are actually good than, uh, than me. Well, their, their fans are, are very nice, too. They call it the city of brotherly oh, yeah. love. So, you know, they're, they're always very caring. All right, so, you know, that's basketball. This is the most basketball relay I've watched since LeBron was uh, in Miami, it, truthfully. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I, I usually don't watch that many regular season basketball games, but now, I you know, I think I'm going to get into it. There's not much. Obviously, there's baseball, and we can, uh, you know, running short on time, but we can get to that another day. The Red Sox, Joe doesn't really like because the Red Sox are doing terrible, and I would assume Matt... Obviously, I don't know if he's big into baseball as it is, but again, the home team is. Uh, oh, my other sports hockey. <laughs> yeah, it's slacking. Um, but all right, so Joe, what's the next big basketball game we should look forward to? When when is King James going to be playing Leonard again? I, that's the game. That's really the only games I want to see. It's coming up. It's coming up. I don't know exactly when. I know the Celtics play in the Heat right now. Again, Matt, don't tell me what's going on. Celtics Raptors oh. Friday night. They are yep. currently playing basketball. That should be a good one. Friday night, 9 p.m. Somebody just got fouled. <laughs> All right. Well, last Somebody thing before we uh, before we close out the show, Matt and Joe, we haven't done this in quite a while because we there. hadn't had sports in quite a while. But now there that it's back up and ready to go. On that floor. <laughs> who would be your Minshew man of the week? I think I have uh, my... Refresh me on the definition of, like, the Minshew man versus the gunner. Sure. So, Minshew man, they're, you know, it's not like they're interchangeable or anything, but, you know, Minshew man <laughs> could be someone who's relevant for any reason, good or bad, that they're in the news. Um, you know, it could be sports-related or it could be not sports-related whatsoever. They literally don't need to do anything good or bad. I just be kind of there. And then Gunner Guy, usually I associate something a little more positive to Gunner Guy because Gunner just seems like a a positive type of, you know, mindset to be in. Uh, Of course. Yeah, so I usually Gunner would be reserved for someone, you know, who who would definitely have a more positive. So, for example, I'll I'll lead off today. Uh, My Minshew Man of the Week is going to be Ben Roethlisberger, 
uh, Instagram posted a picture of Big Ben today, and he looked uh, atrocious. He looks really big and fat, and I think the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, I think Pittsburgh's going to be okay this year, but I, you know, Big Ben just looks hideous. He's going to be on a pitch count, they say. So, you know, the Pittsburgh starting quarterback is going to be on a pitch count. So that should be exciting. Uh, also, Big Ben has uh, never had sexual assault charges ever. And my gunner guy of the week is going to be, uh, you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Thank you for buying the XFL. I love the XFL. I was about to buy an XFL game ball in the spring until they canceled and went bankrupt. Those are my two. Ben Roethlisberger, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So my gunner guy, I'm going to start with that one first. Perfect. Is uh, Shake Milton because for the Philadelphia 76ers in their first game back against the Pacers, he was atrocious. I don't know if he scored a bucket. I think he had zero points or one point. He was awful. And then last night against the Spurs, hit the game-winning shot. So I think that's a uh, show of grit, redemption. He's playing starting point guard. No one knew who Shake Milton, maybe other than like me and the hardcore NBA nerds, no one at this time last year knew who Shake Milton was. So I'm not a silly guy, but Shake Milton, good basketball player. So he's my gunner guy. And my Minshew man, hmm, who's been in the news lately? I'm trying to trying to think. Shady McCoy, Jamal Adams, uh, Devin well, McCourty. Jesse Lee Peterson. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Jesse Lee Peterson. Give a shout out to my guy. Uh-huh. Uh, if you don't know Jesse Lee Peterson, uh, he is a uh, talk show host on from uh, 9 to 12 Eastern time, 6 to 9 Pacific time. Is he syndicated nationally? Oh, he's heard around the world by everybody and they mama. So uh, <sighs> I called into a show last week, actually, and spoke with the man himself. Wow. So, yeah, I was honored. I was absolutely honored. I'm going to be calling in again. So uh, that's that's my guy. I, I had to give him a shout out. That's Just perfect. So wait, what, what station are they on? Or does it vary uh, well, by... So he's on YouTube, but he's recently been uh, not banned, but suspended and uh, for copyright infringement things. You know, it's just trying mm-hmm. to get anyone who's uh, not a complete lefty off of uh, any sort of platform. But yeah, Jesse Lee Peterson, JLP, you could follow him on Twitter, JLP Talk. Go to JLPTalk.com. You can go to RebuildingTheMan.com and uh, find all you need to know about the great Jesse Lee Peterson. Perfect. Good uh, Good picks by you. Matt, who do you have? My um, Minshew man is uh, Marcus Smart because he's definitely not just about to foul out right now. Um, and my gunner guy is, uh, you know, I'm going to do David Quinn. David Quinn, we didn't talk about the sport. He's a former BU Terrier. He used to be the head hockey coach of BU. Now he's the head hockey coach of the New York Rangers, and they're about to get swept out of the playoffs. And when's so that game? Like literally, like the year before we went. No, when when's the when are the Rangers gonna get swept out? Like right now, like as I press next on my remote, it's the game on my TV screen. And ta-da! Look, uh, wow! Look at that! All right, good good picks, all of you. That so that's uh that's our Minshew man and our Gunner guys. We uh. We really steamrolled through a couple of topics right there, and we almost had Matt. Matt really tortured Joe a little bit there with uh, threatening some basketball scores uh, if he didn't, you know, spoil anything as it is. But we really got through some good stuff today. 
you know, talked all NFL, talked some Patriots, talked some basketball, talked some XFL. We gave her a instrument for the first time in a long time, and uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. And again, Joe Spinoza on today, and we thank you very much for coming on. Until I'm next time, children. Hey, guys, a uh, little personal update. I'm not at the pool company anymore, so uh, I'm always oh. available to uh, come on the pod. Perfect. So, you know, should we, we'll issue an order of congratulations to Super you. Duper. Did you, yeah. did you stick it to the man as you left? I, I did. I did. I asked him for a raise. He said no. So I said, I'm out. Perfect. And, uh, yeah, I'm on to bigger and better things. I'm not going to disclose anything until, uh, any offers are made, but stay tuned. You know, when you play hardball with Joe Spinoza, you lose. Joe Spinoza always wins, rises to the top. Hardball with Joe Spinoza. (laughs) Better than Chris Matthews. I'll leave it at that. Maybe not the Seahawks' Chris Matthews, but definitely. Oh. (laughs) Hey, he was shut down once he put Brandon Browner on him. That's very true. Kyle Arrington off and put Brandon Browner in. It was uh, was game over for him. Game over. All right, well, Joe, we thank you. And uh, as for now, goodbye, kids. Grievances filed. Have a good one, everyone. Thank you for listening.